Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you again for joining us this week. It is Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, everyone. March 8th today. I hope you all are doing well. Please continue to check us out on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And a shout out to SoundCloud as they are the ones that host our show. So I'm very grateful for them and for that. Well, I want uh, tonight, I would like to just address something that's just, it's so simple about the words of Jesus. You know, I've often wondered what it would be like if, for example, somebody at a conference somewhere, like imagine like these big festivals, these big, big Christian conferences uh, like Passion or uh, these revivals. And you have these speakers that, you know, that maybe fly in or travel and that are paid to come in and be there and partake in the festivities, give a couple messages. It was very similar, like the revivals at Olivet, where I was at in my alma mater. Revival would be in the fall and the spring, and it'd be Thursday through Sunday. Uh, There'd be eight services. Um, The morning services would be at the chapel on campus and the evening services would be at the local church. And it, it was great. Of course, I always thought it was slightly hilarious uh, that we had to schedule revival because in this country we have to schedule revival for Jesus to show up. I always thought that was funny. But um, in any case, I, I, uh, I wanted, to, to, I wanted to, to really put in your mind today what it would be like if one of those people showed up for uh, this like the conference and their and their entire sermon that they wanted to to preach was just simply the best sermon ever preached. And let me today read that for you, but I'm going to read it from the lesser known uh, version, which is out of the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter six. So the Sermon on the Mount, starting at Luke chapter six, verse twelve. It was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also named as apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, and James and John, and Philip and Bartholomew, and Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon who was called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place. And there was a large crowd of his disciples and a great throng of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were being cured. And all the people were trying to touch him for power was coming from him and healing them all. And turning his gaze toward his disciples, he began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and ostracize you, and insult you, and scorn you, and your name is evil, for the sake of the Son of Man. Be glad in that day, and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you are receiving your comfort in full. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. 
Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for their fathers used to treat the false prophets in the same way. But I say to you, here, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, blessed those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. And whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. And he also spoke a parable to them. A blind man cannot guide a blind man, can he? Will they not both fall into a pit? A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye and do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from, wit, from that which fills his heart. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation. And the torrent burst against it, and immediately it collapsed, and the ruin of that house was great. That's the word of God to the people of God, which is us this evening. Simple and yet profound, beauty and simplicity, however you want to say it. It's amazing what the words of Jesus can do, and how simple it is. I always wondered, if you just heard that snippet, now, I understand the Matthew section actually goes on a little bit longer, but wouldn't that just be kind of weird? The guy would just come and then say that and then sit back down. But yet, when you look at the words of Jesus and what he preached, can we really add anything to it? Really? Truly? I don't know. I don't think so. It's kind of like the Gettysburg Address. It's, it's not, he doesn't go drone on for 30 minutes or whatever. He just says it and leaves. It's very much like when he's rejected at his hometown and he is reading from the prophet Isaiah. He just reads a, just a brief moment of it, 
is very terse and he sits down. It's like not overstaying your welcome. And what's amazing is that Jesus did a lot more doing than talking. And I wonder if us preachers have another thing coming. If all the, the thing that we do, what we're known for is talking. Oh, that's hard. That's a hard conviction to, to say and to, to really face face down and say, am I, am I actually doing more than what I'm saying? Oh, that can be difficult at times. These are some things that have been running through my head as of late because if what Ecclesiastes and what Solomon writes is that there's nothing new under the sun, then why are we bothering trying to come up with our own things? Now, having the application as, as shepherds, as pastors, that that's you got to be able to help translate it into modern times. I mean, you've got to be able to take God's word. You've got to be able to instruct and teach. And part of that teaching is being able to give people examples. People love examples. I, I'm not, not disputing that. But the farther and farther we get away from God's uh, word, the farther away we get from, from God's heart and, and the true messages of Scripture, 100%. So these are just some thoughts tonight. I do appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Uh, in this journey, like I said, eventually we're going to get back to some interviews, but we're, we're just going through a little bit at the moment as far as a transition with our show and, and the rest of Lent. I, I hope and I pray Lent is going well for you. Um, it's, it's been a challenge for me as I've, I've been changing a lot of stuff, um, just my daily habits and trying to give that over to God. And it's been difficult. I've still had to repent of, of the same sins you fall into, same anger, uh, same frustrations. Same discontentment. Uh, they manifest in many ways. But I hope you're doing well. I'm praying for you. We, st we still got, you know, roughly, we got four weeks until Good Friday. Uh, that feels like it can last forever for certain people. But this is a good journey we're all on. And if anyone really wants to start a new, I, I tell you, just open up Genesis 1 and read it again. Read about the creation of the world, what the biblical writers capture about God's heart. It truly is is so beautiful. And then, Maybe start at Matthew and read about the, the genealogy of Jesus, the fact that we can trace it all the way back. And then eventually we'll get to Matthews 5, 6, and 7. So powerful. And the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount and uh, woe to the people, woe to this, woe to this. So good. Maybe start at Genesis and Matthew. Start at the beginning of each testament and just start, maybe read one chapter a day. I think you will find amazing, amazing comfort and peace from it. These are just some thoughts. Thank you, everyone. May God bless you. May God keep you.